There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hello and welcome to the KBJ after the show broadcast. On National Book Lovers Day. Ooh. Yeah. Anybody pumped about that? Whoop, whoop, book lover. I'll read some self-help. <laughs> I have a lot of those books. I read. Okay. <laughs> and whatever are, it might be. You are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Stop drinking, you alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that book away. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Fuck you, I need my drink. Dumb book. <laughs> I know it's not pumped. My uh, son, my younger one, Cannon, 15-year-old. He's got a book that he was supposed to read for the summer. School goes back tomorrow. Hasn't cracked the first page. Oh, no. What happened? He just, I can't get him to read. I don't know what to do. I'm like, hey, let's let's read, read. I took away his Xbox, did all that kind of stuff. He would just rather sit and look at the wall. It's crazy that some kids just do not want to do schoolwork, even if there is restriction or you take shit away. They just don't jive with school. It was a struggle for me too, man. I I I was a sandbagging motherfucker. I would do what I had to do to get. I I I hate it. Math alone made me just go fuck you, school. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. So and then yeah. there's other people that love it. Yeah, he's uh, got all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Hopefully his uh, his sister Caitlin's in the uh, chat. She said Spark Notes, so she might know a thing or two about dodging a homework assignment. So. <laughs> She's going to help him out. Yeah. yeah but come they, to the rescue of your brother. He, he needs it today. You look at Colin and who would eat books for breakfast. Well, it, it's really kind of funny because of my family. We give away the big family secret. Colin has gotten everybody through school. <laughs> <laughs> Colin should have six different degrees right now <laughs> because of all the family work he does. And, and that was the, the big solution was not being able to get Cannon to read this book was, all right, well, get some money and pay your brother and he'll read it and do the report on you. But, you know, when Colin does a report, he's so smart that he has to write in the language <laughs> of the person because it it's so ridiculous that what happens is he'll submit a report and none of the work from any other family member has been nearly that good. All and the- so they're like, okay, how out of the blue – you're all not this sudden, good. You've got eight assignments here. Four of them are dog shit. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> this one is written by somebody that could be teaching the class. Brainiac level. What, what happened to you? I want to know what happened to you over this 48-hour period that this is just so amazing. I've heard people talk about this before on podcasts where they would do work for other people in high school and in yeah. college. And they would have to write it in the voice of the person yes. that they were – because the teacher would get sus- suspect. Oh, Virginia, is he no A-work? What the fuck? So I, I don't know. Like, if he writes a report for Kalen, does he have to write, like, an extra 
80 times in there? Or <laughs> how, how does this go down? You can't do A-plus material. I, I yeah. think for anybody, you, you want to make it, you want to pass just to where you, solid B is where you yeah. want to go. With. Right, you got to have that, <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, it's, uh, everybody in the family has, has leaned on Colin to, to to get through their work. So I may hit him up for some shit I need. <laughs> honestly, yeah, that that's just kind of what he does. He's he's like honestly, that should be a black market homework guy. He he could do it all. I don't know that there's a subject he can't do. And he's got such a sweet disposition. He just does it all with a smile. Yeah, he's just a doll. I've, I've, every anytime I've ever seen Colin, he's just he has always been a very jovial kid. I always remember, a doll. Yeah. I remember so easy his hair going. Being so yeah. polite. So easy going. K- Kayla in the chat room said, "Yeah, C's get degrees. That's her motto." C's get degrees. Remember when I had her on that one time? I was talking about how she answers multiple choice, and she would slam her fingers on the desk, and whichever finger hurt worse, she figured that was it. So. <laughs> Finger one was A, then B, then C, and D, and she would slam them down. She's like, ooh, that really hurt B finger, and she'd write B. That's how she did her test. I'm not going to lie. I don't hate that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard worse. I've heard people do worse. I was like, she told me, I was like, what? I can't imagine why You're, I have tendinitis that, now. That's your plan to get through school? You're going to slam your fingers on the desk, and whichever one hurts worse is the answer. Terrible for the fingers. <laughs> Terrible for the grades. What are you talking about? There's no way that can work well. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how she is about to graduate. Well, I do know how she's about to graduate. Uh, I think in December she's done with her uh, degree. Caitlin is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's the, the latest to get uh, a degree. Thank you, Colin. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the thing I'm hoping with uh, Cannon, trying to get this kid to uh, read the book, is that you know, he's got football now. That's one of the reasons why it, nothing else. I, I see, you know, there's some people in football and they're like, oh, my son's going to get a scholarship. I'm not that. Look, I, I like football for the discipline aspect of it, toughening somebody up. And one of the things that I saw is they have, and it's coming up too in about another week or two, it's F day. And that's not F for football. That is for every F from a player on the football team, you do a hundred or a two hundred yard sprint down and back. Whoa! And the day we went, they had forty five Fs on the team, and there were kids just barfing and they were oh, sprinting. Everybody has to take the punishment. everybody oh, takes yeah. the punishment for your F, and they read it off. They're like, okay, you can thank. On this, Cannon Ralston, da 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 oh. da 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 da. He's got three Fs. I, yeah, I, I, I like. He's it. got three Fs. No, no, no. I'm, oh, I'm giving oh. an example. School hasn't started yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you need Colin okay, to do any work for you, you're Virginia? Fucking, you're, you're, you're taking your kid to a school thing today for the first. Fuck wrong with you? Uh, she, uh, I don't know if she's drinking or not drinking at all. I like, thought that was like summer class that he was failing or something. You know how school works. <laughs> My kid's in summer class. Kevin, you're you're surrounded by a lot of not bright stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, when he walks in tomorrow, if, if this is what uh, his mom and I understand, your assignment is due on that book. He's going to have an F. Day one. Yeah, not today, but yeah, tomorrow. And then I assume that report will go right to the head football coach. And then on F day, as he's reading off all the names... There will be a Cannon Ralston on that list for not reading this book. And I'll be like, all right, I hope everybody on the team chews your ass. I'm not saying it always works, but it's pretty effective when it's basically you're giving a kid a code red. Everyone on the team now yeah. knows you're the reason why we're fucking up and running right now. And we ain't cool with that. It should scare 
most players straight. Peer pressure. Yeah, well, just, you, right. don't, you don't want to be the, the person that makes everybody run. Yeah, right. And 40. I love that. Announce it. I be do like, like that. And, and as they get to the line, be like, hey, turn to Cannon and say, thank you very much for this sprint. Damn. It's a public or private school. It's public. I'm surprised they can do that shit still. I'm glad they can, but I can see some parent, you're hurting their feelings. It's, yeah, it, it's tough. In fact, they had on uh, all the local news today, they were talking about uh, practicing because they've got the extreme heat uh, warning that's going on and uh, all the measures that they have to take to make sure they're getting enough water breaks and they're not uh, getting the core body temperature of these kids too high that they could be stressed. And it all comes from one kid that actually did die at a football practice. And so there's a whole a rule that's named after him. So, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. And some schools do have to say, yeah, we do not uh, use any kind of physical punishment to try to condition our players. So, yeah, I'm. it, it may not be something that's well publicized. Gosh, the worst shit, Virginia, would be that you'd be on a team. Like back in college, I, I would ride the bench a lot, but they, I played on some shitty teams. It was one down in Broward I played on. We lost, I think, five games in a row. I didn't sniff the field, but every time we run, the coach would be yelling at us and just saying how badly we sucked. And I didn't, I didn't play any of that shit. Motherfucker, where am I running? It, it used to be, it used to be <laughs> insane. Look, I, I love I love the punishments for things like that. I, th- I think that it is great. And to me, running and things of the such, I am all for that. I, I endorse that. But – where they used to be in football way back in the day, all the players would drink out of one bucket and they would have one sponge and it would be dirty water. And it just, and then they'd never give you uh, water breaks. They'd have you take salt tablets. Oh. And it just, the stuff they did then was inhumane. And so, look, give them the water breaks, do all that stuff, watch their core body temperatures. You know, I was asking, uh, asking Christian Wilkins uh, when I saw him at the uh, Dolphins practice a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, they've got monitors on. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, entirely the entire practice they have sensors underneath their shoulder pads that are monitoring their body temperature and their hydration levels and things like that and they'll get pegged in warning levels so they can say hey Christian right now, he's you got to get him off the field. He needs to get in the shade. He needs water, all that kind of stuff. And then you can tell if someone's faking the funk too because you'd have that back in the day where someone would act like they're not Oh, I'm so thirsty. But they were they were being lazy, and you knew that because you and, and play some players and some coaches so would continue to push them, and they oh. thought that they were, and you never knew. Maybe that one kid that you thought was dogging it was actually being legit, and then that's how you've had a couple deaths. Oh, the one thing you would dread: you get off the bus, and if the coach said, "Get your tennies on," it's going to be a long day. I mean, your tennies, your tennis shoes, and run, baby, run. That's after a fucking doubleheader game. Sometimes. Oh. Yeah, that, that'd be it. We've, <laughs> yeah, like on we've, a Sunday night. We, we've can't... watched that, yeah. we Ken and I have been watching the QB1, which is especially they did on high school quarterbacks. And uh, there was a school that, yeah, St. John Bosco, which is coming to play St. Thomas Aquinas in a couple weeks in Lauderdale. They're a big national school out of Los Angeles or near that area. And their coach, every time they lost, he's like, you're going to hate the next week. He's like, you're going to hate me. And, and they, they would just run their dicks into the ground. And sometimes you play with some dumb fucks. Like, for example, on the same team, with same coach, we lost like two games in a row coming back from Indian River. And I, in the back, all these guys were like dancing and shit. And, like, oh, shaking. no. And I'm thinking, oh, man, if they if they see this, we're, we're so fucked. And they saw it. The coach we, thinks you're celebrating and you just lost. Yeah. You better not yeah. celebrate. A lo- you better no. be real Don't somber smile. on the bu- They were fucking, nothing, they were yeah. dancing back there. We're going, what the fuck? Half the team wanted to kill them. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, and then they yeah. won on a Sunday night, Virginia. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they. awful. You, you have to wear sadness. <laughs> you do. 
Well, that's what they were getting on the one uh, soccer player. I forget her. Megan uh, Rapino. Rapino. She missed the one goal. Yeah. And there was a smirk on her face. And oh. She had. She would have had a bunch of critics anyway. They were looking for anything to jump yeah. on her. And that's like the main thing. You don't smile when you miss a goal. Mm-hmm. Like you don't smile when you fuck up the dirt. No. Because you don't fuck up the dirt. <laughs> That's right. I, actually, I do. <laughs> That's right. I'm smiling. When that <laughs> yeah. So it it is. You know, it is tough, and it's it's good for discipline. We'll see what uh, what happens with it, though. Is he doing good though, as far as the football part? Yeah, he's doing he's doing very well. I'm I'm happy that he's in there he and can chuck he, it. He's he's getting reps. He's doing all right. Yeah. I mean the the starting quarterback's amazing, and so I'm saying, but is he is he going to be starting on the JV? He he's he was told that yeah at well, least that's, that's what he told me so he thinks he's going to be starting that that'll be good I'll get some reps and get that's out there I mean he's never played tackle football so this is a new experience he got hit for the first time the other day in practice and he was like whoa that was something he's like it hurt more than I thought it was going to hurt he's so. a freshman yeah he's freshman Dude, freshman on JV that's not a bi- that's a, that's that's good that's not a big that's not yeah. bad and so he didn't realize it he didn't even know what the drill was he just got up in line and he got faced off with the hardest hitter on the whole team oh boy. And the kid just destroyed him, just blew him up. Like, I thought his pads <laughs> were going to explode and everything. His butthole's like, gone. Yeah, it just <laughs> flew out of his body. His butthole. <laughs> you going to pick that up? So, you, can, you can hit it pretty hard. And, and they put the team is on either side of this, so you have to run directly at him. There's no way to, you know, run around him. You have to run right at this person. Oh, boy. And so, yeah, he ran right at him, just got leveled. And uh, he got up and, you know, still still on the team. So, mm. And I was worried because I think I told you the story. When he was five, he got clocked by an eight-year-old. Yes, and I do remember that. He was just devastated. I was like, that was the end of tackle for him. We put it on pause. For Five-year-olds him. should not be allowed to hit eight-year-olds. That's just... It, that, it wasn't. The, the yeah. size difference between those two years is so dramatic. Yeah, so he, he, he skipped tackle for 10 years because <laughs> of that one hit. And then his first hit back was... A nasty one. So, well, I mean, he's playing with the big boys now. The, yeah, he is. The, the enemy is going to want to take his head off. He's the quarterback. Well, he's a freshman. It's like somebody's like, "Oh, this is awesome. I'm yeah. going to hit him as hard as I can. Oh. I'm going to knock him back to the sixth grade." Now, there ain't, there ain't no there ain't no room for oh oh yeah yeah oh, that's hit that's a, that's a tone you can't take. <laughs> you can't <do> that. <laughs> so you want to support him, but yeah, you can't be like, "Oh, are you okay, Cannon?" Because yeah, it's not that's not the approach you can have. You're like, "All right, you're all right, dude. Get there ain't up. no pussy on the football team, Get Virginia. Up. You'll be all right." <laughs> You'll be all right. Uh, Trashley sent in an email. She said, I want to touch on a few things with y'all. So glad you did talk about the likes on your KBJ TV on YouTube and the difference in the chat and the comments. I was trying to find if you can see how many hours you've watched a channel on YouTube, but I cannot find that. I have to have hundreds and hundreds of hours vested in the KBJ Show YouTube page, but I never liked any of the videos, and now I'm going to rewatch and like and comment on every single Aww, one. Aw, thank you. I got to tell you, somebody, there was like four or five people, and four or five people was a big deal for me. They went back to the pizza vlogs. Aww. And that, that really does help. A new pizza vlogs drop in, too, so if you guys want to help me out with that with likes and comments, it would be... It would be greatly appreciated. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's the weird whatever crew that we did it with. Oh, was this the other night when you went for Vicky's birthday? No, it's a different thing we did. Oh, look at you. You're so busy. I'm a little too busy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you add some more projects? I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> 
And uh, Trashy also said, thank you to Virginia. I did my wellness check at Begin Anew. I'm so excited to get my results. And fingers crossed that I get semaglutide. You, I hope so. And to, to piggyback, we have seen a, a difference in the videos. I was going through them yesterday. Right after mm-hmm. our podcast dropped, there was like 35 comments there. Thank you, guys. people are responding and helping. So thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. It's going to be amazing to see you know, what, what that'll do if we just keep pushing this thing forward. I'm, I'm anxious to see what, what it does for the pizza vlog. I'm going to see if it... If it, if it Gets in a little bit more. There, there should be more activity with well, that. Well, hopefully that changes the algorithm, too, so more that. people get to see it. All mm-hmm. of our shit. I feel like everybody else has millions of views but us. It's, it's We've been fucked so Every <laughs> clown ass that Rocco watches on YouTube, I always ask him, how many views does that page have? Everything he watches has millions of views, and it's the stupidest content. Be some fuck face looking at a blueberry muffin. Go, oh, blueberries. Huh? One million likes. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's unreal, man. It's, it's, it's me. It's got to be me. A <laughs> couple of uh, thoughts here from the makeup or breakup we had earlier today. This wife goes in to surprise her husband for a little lunch. And as she's walking to his office, she goes by the mailroom and something catches her eye and she kind of stops and goes back and looks and uh, sees her husband kissing a girl that works in the office. Her husband, 33, the girl, 23. She made a note of that for some reason in her email. The crazy thing about this is her husband works for her dad's company. Her family owns a company and the husband works there. And since she had her young kids, she's got young kids, she stayed at home. And so she liked that. She likes being home with the kids. And this has created the big problem is if she says anything even to her dad who owns the company, what happens to her husband's paycheck and job? And so she was just like, I don't even know what to do because I don't want to do anything to financially impact my own kids. And I'm just so upset. My husband's saying, oh, this is the first time this ever happened. We were flirting a little bit and it just came to this and it won't happen again. And she's like, how serious is a kiss? And so, you know, she's, uh, I think right now, just stewing on all the things she heard in our conversation today and trying to figure out what to do. Uh, we kind of left it say, uh, we think you need to talk to your dad about it. Uh, there are some issues. He, need, he just needs to know this is going on because you can have entanglements and issues yeah. going on. Is he this. her supervisor? Right. Uh. It, it could cause a lot of problems for your dad. And if your dad knew that you knew, he'd be like, why wouldn't you? I Now I've got, I've got a lawsuit on my hands from this girl because... You know, look, in a sense, he is in the family. He's the son-in-law. And if he's using his power in any way over somebody, it might be. It's true. You know, he's, he, he's a part of the family that owns the company. He's yeah. a part of that. He He's probably her supervisor in some way or other. And that's really setting up dad for a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Josie thinks the dad definitely knows it's his office. Yeah, the dad's I, filming. You think the dad knows? If my dad knew, I think he'd be pissed and I, he would I, address it. I can't imagine that. No. There's no way the dad knows. And if the dad does know, the dad's a fuckface. Well, I, I just, there's, it, the dad is a fuckface because if I knew uh, my daughter was getting cheated on, and I. If you didn't say anything, yeah. I'd be mad at you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going right to Caitlin and be like, if I, yeah. Of course. I, and I might tell the queen so she can kill the guy first. And that'd be so easy. That's yeah. smart because there's certain things I tell Virginia that I go, hey, this is. I might plan on the queen's head. Yeah. yeah. You plan I'd be things. like, yeah, do you know what this guy did? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because you know I'll go off. Yeah. You're just, you're just the right man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Caitlin, Caitlin would know right away. So I, I, I don't know. I know people are confident. 
dad that the dad knows, but you're right. He is a fuck face if he didn't say anything. That would be next level Jerry Springer mm-hmm. shit. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, and so, yeah, Carlos's thought, he's like, well, and, you know, the way she wrote the email doesn't even sound like she wants to leave the husband. Like she's already made the decision to forgive him under the excuse of the young kids. She's not currently working and... It's, you know, he said it's the first time. It's easier just to let them get away with it because her life would only get harder and she's okay with the way things are now. And I think that does oh, happen a lot. No. I think it does happen a lot when it comes to these kind of situations. Unfortunately, when someone asks for your opinion, they most likely know the answer. They just hope that you say what they want to hear. And maybe today we didn't say what she wanted to hear. Maybe she was just hoping we'd be like, um, okay. Yeah, you got a take lot it, riding on this. Take it, yeah, but yeah, yeah we no, no, we ain't gonna give that. No, that is a mess, and mm-hmm. you can't let him get away with that. Uh, Husto said, yeah, he felt comfortable enough to kiss that girl in the office of the family business. He definitely did something more with her. Oh, the, the way I look at it, even if you, if I'm with somebody, and let's say it was the first time in reality, and they're telling me it's the first time, it don't matter. To me, I'm going to go ahead. This is bullshit. You've been doing this forever. That's why you don't cheat. Because it's so ballsy. It makes, it makes people think the worst when you cheat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First time. First time, my ass. Very rarely do I feel like you stumble upon walking it the first time. There's probably other girls in the office he's already done this to. Even if you're flirting and you're married and doing that shit, you su- you suspect as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another uh, kind of make up or break up uh, sent in. So it's not personal, but I've been curious about this story I heard a while back about uh, a guy getting married that weekend and having doubts because of something his fiance did. The kids were on summer break. So I haven't been able to listen consistently. And I went on YouTube and I tried to go back to the dates. I think it may have been to uh, hear the outcome, but I can't find it. Uh, sorry, I don't want to waste your time. I'm just so curious. Yeah. You know, a couple things that we're going to be doing, cause I do realize starting tomorrow, we're going to have uh, people back in their patterns and so I, we do understand and respect that during the summer, everybody's running and going and may not been able to listen to KBJ consistently. We don't want you to be lost because there were a lot of developments. You know, if we if I just start talking about neck tats tomorrow, people be like, wait, what's going on? I don't know. I don't <laughs> Who's know getting a neck wait, tat? what's happening? Yeah, there'd just be a lot of things like that that people wouldn't would be lost on. So. <laughs> Uh, we always do this for the first two weeks coming back. We'll uh, replay some of the big storylines early in the six o'clock when people are getting up, ready for work and school and back in the routine. So uh, we'll have some of that. And then we'll also do an ask the show. If there's something that you heard at the end of the school year and starting summer break or just you caught a little bit of the summer, like what happened here? You can ask your questions then, and we'll find the answers for you. So we'll open that. Probably, be, probably do that tomorrow. Actually, that's fun. I love it. Yeah. Yay. So we'll be doing that. So we'll. I'll take a look into that later because you're not the only one that's going to have that kind of question. I, I don't specifically remember that off the top of my head. We've had so much stuff, but I'll I'll look into it. There's shit that from people in the chat room have asked me that they either didn't get the or we maybe there wasn't a, even a development or a part two. I know that someone wanted to do something that we were talking about with Virginia, but I just don't think there was an update on it. So that's that's why we haven't brought it up. 
What was it? It it was something about Magnolia, but it was something to where you don't have an answer yet. That's why. But they they didn't know that. Okay. There's a lot of those empty holes there. Mm -hmm. Empty holes. (laughs) (laughs) Got um, Amanda saying an email. She said, I'm having a problem with my boyfriend's dad about what my son should watch. My son is six months old, and one of his favorites is Mrs. Rachel. My boyfriend's dad says that this show will make my son gay. I've been biting my tongue about it because her shows are made for babies and they are nursery rhymes. I was raised to not be disrespectful, but would I be wrong to basically fight back with him? Uh, I I would stand my ground on this. I, I feel very secure on the point that turning on a show is not going to make someone gay. That's not how it works from everything I've known, everything I've read, everything I've seen from everybody I've talked to. That's not it. You can't go into a theater, watch the Barbie movie and come out flaming. Oh my gosh. I'm just, I didn't know I was gay and I'm now gay. That's (laughs) not how it works. Watching Mrs. Rachel is not going to make your son gay. And I, I wouldn't, bend to such a ridiculous concept and just be like, Oh, okay. I think now, that's the best way. Cause you guys are, he's, he, he, he sounds out of touch. Yeah. And you're not going to change his opinion, but this is what's got to be really tough when you're parenting with somebody that's such a freaking buffoon that they have stances like this. And would keep a kid away from what could be a great show for them because they think it's going to turn them gay. What? By the way, what is Miss Rachel? I don't even know. I what don't that know. Is. Like I've I, never seen it. Uh, Stephanie said it's amazing. Uh, it's just uh, maybe a kid show, and they do nursery rhymes. And this guy just sounds like an ignorant bigot. It must be for younger kids. Miss Rachel. I'm kind of out of the loop with the little kids it's stuff. Like yeah, a Sesame Street, uh, a Barney, something along that. Okay. Line. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Sometimes, look, sometimes family members are fucking crazy too. True. I, I've got family members that I'm not close with, but they're, well, they've got my blood. They're you know, up north. Some of this shit that they believe is insane to me. Yeah, and that that's what's really tough when you are just you're sitting there looking at your partner and you're co-parenting, and they're just doing some dumb shit, and you're like, I, I can't vouch for that. I, I would not placate to them and, and ever bend on that. Now, when it comes to watching, hey, whenever you're with the kid, let it watch, let your son watch Mrs. Rachel. You're fine. If your kid's gay, your kid's gay. But Mrs. Rachel ain't gonna make that happen. So. By that, the way, a lot of <laughs> people <laughs> love it. There's a lot of good comments about Mrs. Rachel. I guess her, her show is good. Is she good? I, I guess. I okay. Yeah, it's just, that's. I don't know. Gosh, I am so sorry for you because I'm sure if he's that ignorant about that, he's just got to be a ignorant all the way through. That sucks. Gosh, that's just going to be so challenging. Ugh. He's also he's watch who you have babies with. Honestly, <laughs> really watch who you have babies with. It sounds like he's the kind of person that can get duped in some social media propaganda bullshit. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody somewhere has told him that Mrs. Rachel turned your kid gay. <laughs> just, come on. Uh, let me see. We got uh, an interesting email here from Michael. 
He said yesterday nearly 100 people were arrested in the U.S. and Australia as part of a dark web child abuse investigation, including 79 in the U.S. and 19 in Australia, and 13 children have been rescued. Wow. The suspects in Australia are between the ages of 32 and 81, with many in careers that require a high degree in IT. The news comes more than two years after FBI Special Agents Daniel Alphen and Laura Schwarzenberger who were part of the 2015 takedown of Playpen, were fatally shot as they attempted to serve a search warrant at an apartment in Sunrise, Florida, for a man suspected of being in possession of child abuse material, dubbed Operation Bacchus. The investigation was formally launched last year when the FBI provided Australian authorities with information about a child abuse network on the dark web. And uh, Michael says over 80% of dark web traffic was found to relate to illegal porn, abuse images, or child sex abuse material. See why it's hard to stop the spread of the material. That's why wow. Virginia had mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. And that's one of the biggest things that I've noticed with uh, those any of those YouTube channels that try to bust those the, the, the guys talking to the kids underage. They want to find out where are they getting this the inf, the, the the all of this child porn from? Where are they getting it from? Where, where is the the head of the snake? And there's a head of the snake out there. And there's also a sharing network where you get higher ranked in this group of sickos. The more you have to share with others. And what's what's gross and terrible is that there's some of these fuck faces that they they'll they'll try to look out for the other ones going, hey, make sure you do it this way so you don't get caught or right. Blah, blah. They're looking out they have for each tips other. Yeah, and guidance. Mm-hmm. It's gross. Uh, this email says, "Hey, I want to remain anonymous, but I need to know how do you say no to booze when people are just too pushy and they demand an explanation for why I'm declining alcohol? Um, you know, sometimes when I refuse, the people around me won't stop asking. I simply just don't want to give a reason, but I." do want to appear reasonable. I work with some partiers, too, who like to drink. And I'm new to the company, and I don't want to come off lame. Signed suits. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I can't keep this up anymore. <laughs> How should I handle this? They've broken me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, honestly, just be who you are. And if you're not a drinker, you're not a drinker. And just say, I, I don't drink. And, you know, uh, if they don't like that. Fuck them. Yeah, right. And Do your thing. It's not my thing. That's all yeah, you need to tell somebody. That's all you need. Yeah, don't come up with a lie. Just be true to who you are. If it's not your thing, just simply say it's not my thing. And, you know, if that's the case, don't go out with the coworkers if they're rude about it and they can't respect it. If you have friends that are rude about it and can't respect it, don't hang out with them. Change your circle of friends. Be confident with who you are. Yes. And, and just because you work with these people doesn't mean you have to go out and socialize with these people, especially if they're like pressuring you and telling you you have to drink and you don't want to drink and they're just being like douchey about it. And just remember that at the end of the workday, you can go home. You don't have to go out with them. In my experience, drinking outside of the office with coworkers now, of course, there's times where it can be fun. It can lead to some weird shit. And I, I, I kind of don't recommend it unless you are so tight with that crew. Mm-hmm. But if you're drinking with people you don't know that well and you only work with each other, now you're at the bar. Yeah. Here comes drunk Cindy. You don't really see Cindy drunk really ever. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, you know, Cindy is. Cindy's t- telling you secrets. Like, it's just there's some weird shit that can happen <laughs> with all that. And I'm surprised people still do it. More can go wrong than can go right yes. in those situations. And, yes. you know, like here, Sarah. 
who recently got demoted at her job because she got hammered at a work lunch and fell into a waitress while trying to walk to the bathroom. Oh, no. Happened in front of the manager and the CEO of the company that they work for. It was on a Friday afternoon, and I just kind of let it get away from me. This is without a doubt the worst mistake I've ever made in my career. So, you know, there you go. Yeah, that's another reason why it's not good. (laughs) She was uh, wondering, though, have you guys ever made something you would call as the biggest career mistake? I kind of want to know what it is so I don't feel like I'm alone and making terrible choices. <laughs> uh, biggest mistake. Do you guys have one that jumps to mind? Biggest career mistake. Yes. Okay. Uh, one on the air was with Norm McDonald. Okay. He, we were at a time where we really were kind of annoyed interviewing comedians because it was either hit or miss, someone to be there. A lot of them didn't want to be there. And I kind of had a bad attitude with them anyway. And Norm McDonald came in, and I think Norm McDonald was super, super stoned, not being a jerk. I think he was just fucking stoned. Yeah. And I smelled the weed on him, and I played it off kind of aggressive, and I could have had fun with it. And I look back now, that could have been a, a big fun moment with our show, and I learned something on that. I didn't realize he was stoned. Yeah, I had, a, I had a shitty attitude I during the interview. I just thought he was being like he didn't want to be there. I remember being in that interview going, oh, man, Norm doesn't want to be here. This well, sucks. Kev was trying to ask him some questions. And like I said, we were already just – we didn't really want to do in- interviews with comedians because mm-hmm. they didn't really add a lot to our show. So yeah. it was this constant battle with sales well, with I, the comedians. I didn't realize he was high. I, I, I didn't I just, either. I just thought I had he was no being really – I thought he was really tired and was not into the interview. And so I, I was struggling trying to get anything out of them you know if i had you know known i probably would have pivoted quickly to that line to just be like you know how high are you kind of thing yes and, i could have been yeah. goofy when i was a right. fuck face and i mean I, w- I wasn't like an asshole but it, yeah just i i was a colder than i could have been it could yeah. have been a better moment and I, I don't think that was that was a good move on my end yeah that's 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 learning stuff i don't really necessarily have too many things that that jump out uh, to me, probably the one that does is I remember we did one bit and uh, it was when you were uh, we were trying out the kid harness and Jaber took off running. He was tethered to the tree and I saw him slam down and it hurt your back. And that's one if I could get that one back because, I mean, you got back problems now. And I just I'm like, gosh, that was just oh and I, I tried oh. to become a lot more careful because I'm like, dude, this guy will run through a brick wall. Oh, you know, if so you mad if you to. took that one away. I'm, I'm proud of that <laughs> oh, one. He loves it. It's got more folklore no. to it because Virginia wasn't filming. He was just he was fucking doing it for the love of it. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Which what happened? Baby. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably of everything. That would be the one that I would want to get back. Do you have one, Virginia, that for you you would call your biggest career mistake? I don't know if it's the biggest, but it is one that jumps out to me that I feel bad about. Remember when we saran wrapped Jay Bird and we sent him into a fast food establishment? Okay, yeah, yeah. We just wrote on his body all kinds of stupid things. And, and you wrote small penis I wrote on it. Tiny penis yeah. with an arrow pointed down. I don't know why I did that. And then we sent him into a restaurant because, yeah, it's like. Well, we got. We got in big trouble. You're, you're not telling the whole story. We not only got big, we got fired from an account on that. That was the second time that account fired yeah. me. They were pissed. They were. We got called into. What sucked about that was we had gotten. We never really got called into meetings to get discipline, mm. but we went on a two month little run where we got called into two meetings. And it was about anytime you lose money, you get called into a meeting. And right. We lost money twice for shit we either said or did. Yeah, that sucked. And yeah. it wasn't even that funny. Well, yeah. So I was just kind of like, eh. To defend you, 
look, you don't know what's going to be funny until you do it. You thought you were being funny. And the reason why you probably feel bad about it is because, you know, the station lost $100,000. They were mad. And I agree with you. The the Norm McDonald's not probably my biggest mistake, but it's one that I do feel bad about that comes to mind. Because now you have hindsight. And now you're like, okay, I didn't do that right. And it would have been so easy to make that awesome. It could have been, it could have been an yeah. awesome moment. And I, I didn't even know he was high. So I fucked it right. up. at least you figured that out. Me and Kevin were like, what's the matter? Well, I, when I first got into radio, <laughs> yeah. I was excited to interview comedians and be involved with all that shit. I, mean, I learned real quickly. Like, I don't know if I love this. Some are great. Some, some are, are great. fantastic. And some really want to come and do the interview, but a lot of them don't. And it's a very weird position to be in for them and for us. It's awkward when you're interviewing somebody who doesn't want to be interviewed. They don't even want to be in front of you. Yeah, and, and now a lot of them actually have their own little like radio shows and podcasts. How many of them do it's exactly crazy. what they hated doing with us? You are so right about that. It is kind of an odd. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was the early morning hours more than anything for them because they're on stage late at night in the comedy club drinking, whatever, and then they have to come in here at 7 a.m. A lot of them were just, it was about time. Well, I've heard a lot yeah. of them talk about it. Not every morning show is, you know, the same. There are some morning shows that will make comedians do their bits and do their, and they don't, they don't know about it. So they're now thrown this thing. They have no idea. And some of them are afraid of looking stupid. Sure. And falling flat. So if they don't know about it, and they're like, oh, today's Monday Madness, and we're going to be doing Monday Madness bits. Like, imagine a comedian walking in here without knowing what Do It Bitch is, and we make him do Do It Bitch. We would do that. I don't think they like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's better the way it is. It Let is. them sleep in, and we're okay <laughs> without comedians. So we're Fuck all good. <laughs> yeah. It uh, all kind of worked itself out. I think everybody's better. I thought this was kind of a good response, though, because uh, somebody was asking Tom Brady as he was just uh, walking down the street. A paparazzi person said, hey, what is the biggest mistake that you've ever made? And he said, I don't know. Is anything really a mistake? I see what he's saying. And Mm -hmm. he's being uh, the guru and the spiritual enlightener. Yeah. But, yeah, we all have mistakes. I, I know what he's saying. You learn from your mistakes, but I'm yeah. sure there's mistakes on your list where you go, I, I really didn't learn that much, and it kind of fucked everything up. He's being a cocky mm-hmm. goat. We get it. So it's so nice. And enlightened. You know, he knows fun. everything. He's made no mistakes. We get it. You are enlightened. Because <laughs> you could go back in a lot of people's careers, and you could find, yeah, that was kind of a big mistake. You kind of lost everything, and everybody hated you. None of those interceptions were a mistake. But- Tom Brady has thrown interceptions. Oh, yeah, but I mean, there's, there's, I'm sure there's mistakes where someone fucked up and it was just a mistake. And you go, yeah, I didn't really learn that much and it fucked everything up. And I really would like to redo that again. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not every mistake is awesome teaching moment. Right. There you go. Well, uh, thank you for all the emails. You can always send them to us, mail at kbjshow.com. Thank you all for those likes, checking us out, subscribing to our YouTube and all of our social media platforms. Have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Goodbye.